Welcome to the Loans On Demand podcast, the show where we flip the real estate status quo on its head and put loan officers into the driver's seat. We, we, we give you all the tools, strategies, resources, and mindset needed to modernize your mortgage business and thrive. And my name is Luke Shankula, aka Longform Luke, and this is the Loans On Demand podcast. I hope you're ready for the Loans On Demand podcast. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Loans On Demand podcast, the show where we help loan officers flip the status quo on real estate agents and put loan officers in the driver's seat. And today we have Rebecca Richardson, the mortgage mentor. Uh, she's been in the business for 20 years based out of Charlotte, uh, North Carolina. Sorry, Charlotte. Yeah, North Carolina. I, yeah. I, know, where I'm, I know my I know my geography, you know. Um, so The Charlotte. So, <laughs> the, the Charlotte. And so uh, she does some really cool things uh, with video. And so really quickly, I wanted to introduce you and thank you so much for being here. But real quick, just going to go ahead and introduce yourself a little. Yeah, for sure. So thank you for having me. Um, believe it or not, yes, 20 years in lending. I'm, I'm, I'm in it so deep now. It's kind of like a, the mafia, you know, try to keep getting out and, and they pull you back in. But I do love what I do. Um, started um, working for a broker in Tennessee. I learned VA loans first. Um, didn't really know that there was much anything outside of VA conventional and FHA. Um, moved back to Charlotte in 2006, and this is where I've been lending since. Um, currently licensed in 15 states, primarily throughout the Southeast, and um, specialize in first-time homebuyers and clients that are separated and divorcing. So um, that's kind of me from a technical lending side. And then about two years ago, I really started to get into video, and then I saw the impact of that on my business pretty quickly. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. And, and obviously, uh, you know, I like to say that you're, you're, you're a celebrity, right? You're, you're an online celebrity now, right? Just because of how much exposure you get. And so uh, and I think it's huge uh, for loan officers to understand uh, that building your brand is huge, right? So many times people brand their, their businesses, right? And, and you work for a, a retail lender, right? But right. you have your own brand, which is the mortgage mentor. Um, and you do some really cool things with video. And so before we get into that, let's go ahead and quickly just talk about the journey, uh, you know, because I, I just love, you know, coming from, from, from how I built my business, there's a lot of struggles that happen. So, you know, for anybody who's kind of getting started or going through a rough patch, like talk about that. What was the journey to where you are today, which is, you know, huge, you know, doing great production and, 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 you know, I think love and life, hopefully. Right. I do. So. Yes, I believe it. Um, so you know, when I got started, when I was a baby loan officer, I really stood behind the brand of the company that I worked for. Um, it was a broker that was, um, it was a smaller Tennessee town that I was in at the time. And so, you know, really, just really kind of stood behind um, their reputation because I didn't want anybody to find out that maybe I didn't know what I was talking about, or, you know, that there were, right. I, I might not have all the answers. I might not be a walking you know, guideline book. Um, and, and then as I got more confident, then I realized because at the end of the day, when it comes to mortgages, for the most part, it's a commodity. I mean, we're all pretty much pulling off the same pool of money. We're all pretty much playing by the same rules. So the only thing that you can mm -hmm. differentiate is your service and yourself. So then I started to really differentiate myself um, from the level of service, the high level communication, the um, pretty much being able to do any loan type that was out there. You know, if you want to do a down payment assistance on a good neighbor next door with a two or full two or three K, I did it, you know, like, <laughs> um, you know, come to me because I, I will figure out a solution. And then, sure. um, then I really, really was kind of, uh, particularly being in Charlotte, which is, you know, a, a banking center, um, feeling like I had to fit the mold of a, a kind of that banker mold, right. Sure. Gotta be a, 
black suit and right. um, heels. And I have, <laughs> you can't tell right now, but I, I know that you look no, but I have really big curly hair, but I felt like I needed to straighten it because somehow or another that was going to be more professional and more banker-ish. Yes. Um, yeah, right. Gotta <laughs> so love corporate I, America, right? <laughs> gotta love it. So, you know, put yourself in a smaller and smaller box. And, um, and then just again, you know, as we kind of build those layers of confidence in what we do and what we have to offer, um, my, the journey for me and then the journey that I hope for most people is that you're willing to be more of yourself because you don't have to hide behind all these layers or labels. Um, you can actually bring more of yourself because again, that's a differentiator that can help you stand out in a sea of sameness. Um, yeah, and, and what that did was that then led it up to being confident enough to put video out there because video is frankly scary. I think it's not, it's not anymore. I mean, now yes. I'll go on video without makeup, but you know, to start, it's very intimidating because it's, it's, there's a high level of vulnerability, I think, to it. Well, yeah. And, and um, it's funny because this is kind of the, so we just talked about this sort of theme of authenticity on our, on, on the last, on the last show. And mm -hmm. so I love this because uh, ultimately I think that word gets thrown around a lot, right? Authenticity, be authentic. And, and I don't think people truly understand it. It's not just a buzzword. It, it really is truly what's going to attract people to you. And this is what you've done, right? You've, you've right. created this brand around, uh, you know, it's humor. It's, it's, you know, just who you are, right? And, and, and genuinely who you are, because the reality is if you try to craft this persona online that is different from who you are it's really hard to, to keep that facade going right and so authenticity it's like, it's, true it's like having the uh, the realtor pictures that were like um yeah uh, <laughs> you know glamour shots we all know like this 1998 yes. and then you meet yes. them at closing it's like girl who are you yeah um so yeah if you, you you i mean you don't have to share all of yourself i think in order to be authentic but you need to bring your real self Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, that, and that's uh, pivotal in, in, in getting success online because too many times, you know, and I know you use, uh, you know, Facebook, use a couple different platforms to, to share your videos and stuff like that. But I think the reality is that humans are attracted to people that are like them, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of thinking that you continually have to sell, you, you just have to, to attract people to your persona. And then every once in a while, you sprinkle in that you're a loan officer, that you do what they want, right? Because, you know, right. too many times people get stuck in the selling mode of like, Rates are good. Rates are good. Rates are good. And every single post is that. And guess what? You're going to get crickets and engagement. So I love what you've done there. So let's circle back around to what you're doing with video. And I know you started a couple of years back. So let's start back then. Uh, and then how it's evolved over the last, you know, two, three years, right? Sure. So how it, what really kind of kicked it off is um, the designer of my website. Um, I've known her for several years before she even designed my website, but I needed, I wanted a redesign. Mm -hmm. um, and before even contracting with her to do that, I basically brought her all of my individually produced marketing pieces and then my company's marketing pieces and said, look, you know, at the end of the day, I'm a left brain, you know, spreadsheet Rubik's cube girl. I'm not a marketing girl. You speak marketing, you breathe marketing, sure. like does all this marketing speak to each other? And she said, yeah, this is all, this is all really seamless. I like how you folded it in. I see what you do is branded to yourself and it mimics what your company is doing and all that's cool. She goes, but you need to do video because I was blogging and things like that. And I'm like, sure. that sounds horrible. Please don't make me do that. <laughs> and she's like, no, you need to, I mean, I'm like, I don't want to talk about mortgages because mortgages are boring. Who wants to hear yes. about mortgages? I mean, I love it and I want people to be excited about it because it's their money. It's their home. Um, but I understand what my place is in their life. And it's, it's, people don't want to sit and talk about the weighing the options of monthly versus single paid PMI. What a snooze. Right. <laughs> um, 
And she said, no, you could talk about your life. And I'm like, well, you know, but I don't want to like use my kids as props. And so anyway, basically how I started it was, you know, as we, and I am a hundred percent a technology girl. I love all things. I know before we got started, we got all into our little techie of how we're yes, going to set yes. up and camera and set up and everything. That's right. <laughs> you know, so like if there's an efficient way to do something, if I can zap something, if I can automate something a hundred percent, but I don't want to lose that personal touch. So it's, right. it's kind of finding that balance. And as we as an industry have embraced technology, it's also separated us from our clients. Whereas, you know, to not make it sound like paper, you know, napkin applications. But I mean, when I got started, I used to take applications face to face. Right. So they would see my mannerisms. They would hear my voice. They would, they would see the empathy. They would see the interest. I could read them. They could read me. We could actually develop a relationship. And as we've moved away from that, it's become way more transactional and it's what's your rate, what's your price next. Right. Um, so what I did was I basically recorded, you know, evergreen videos that were what that was walking somebody through that next step. What does it mean when you're applying? You know, so really cute, really, really short. I don't know if they were cute, <laughs> really short one to two minute videos that I would just embed in an email with my application link. Thank you for the conversation. I look forward to helping you with your next you know, purchase or refi or whatever it was, but I would use the same video for everything. And that way we could start, they could see that I was a real human. I'm sitting in my office, give some humanity to it. So they know I'm not originating from like my mom's basement or whatever, you know, tropes are out there about mortgage lenders. Um, <laughs> well, and let, let me, let me just touch on that real quick, yeah. because I think that that's hugely important is, is yeah, especially right now with COVID uh, over the last 12, 18 months, it's been a little tougher to, to get in front of people uh, very regularly. Right. And right. so it, it is important to try to personalize parts of the transaction. And it's, it's funny because I was having this conversation with another marketer the other day and he's like, Oh yeah, I got all this zaps and this, that, and the other. And I'm like, it's funny. Cause I thought the same thing as I was growing my business, I can automate everything. And then realize that like you can automate so much, but, but the reality is the human touch is necessary at, at, at specific phases in the journey. Right. Um, and an automated text and an automated email just doesn't cut it. And I was literally just having a conversation with a loan officer, same thing. I was like, I've gotten these automated emails. I've even gotten some text messages, which are great, but like, you know, where's the human touch? And Who's people, calling me with have updates? gotten savvy. I mean, they know when they're being processed, they know when they're yes. being automated. Yep. Um, and, and I think that that's one of the first things is, you know, sometimes people say, well, I don't, I, I don't want to do video because I don't have all the equipment or I don't have a production company or how do I record it? I'm like with your phone and a ring light, like it's super. Yeah. We, we all have super, super uh, cameras in our pockets every single day. I mean, right. th think about even, you know, five years ago, like this, this camera right here is better than the digital camera that I got for Christmas, like, you know, five years ago. Right. Um, and so, that, and that's part of it is going back to that authenticity is I think that there's a time and a place for a well-produced video, a hundred percent. People don't always want to have produced Instagram filtered experiences. Sometimes it's, you know, I'm Rebecca, you're Luke, we're going to work together. We're going to work together as humans. And so mm -hmm. I think because that pendulum has swung so far to the process, automate, you know, technology, et cetera, people miss some of that personal connection. They don't want to lose time with that personal connection, but they yep, want to still yep. connect. And so that's well, how I started was folding those videos in for those, for basically those milestones to help, it, to help create connection. 
interestingly enough, like you talk about this and, and you know, we were talking uh, prior to the show, we were talking about one of my video mentors. And one of the things he talks about is that specific thing is like, when you're talking about businessy type stuff, it's okay to have like a manufactured, like this kind of a background, like I have here. Right. But when you're trying to do connection style videos, it's actually more powerful to use your phone vertically like this, because people can tell like, this is not a produced video. It's just something they did on the cuff. And, and you can feel that authenticity. And that's why live video as well and and i i agree i i need to do way more video i i don't do and, and he tells me all the time i need to so but live video is huge because of that same reason because it's yeah. unfiltered and unedited right so you and actually that's get to real like you. That, that's been one of the final frontiers that i have finally embraced is is live video um yeah but there's I'm been a big arc there. to there <laughs> <laughs> it's all about being consistent um, week after week after week. I think that's where everything, all the growth happens, right? Because it is really hard at first. And so I love that. Uh, so, all right. So now that we've talked about that, talk a little bit about how that's kind of evolved now. Um, I know you're, you're, you're kind of famous on, on, uh, on one of these, these newer platforms. And so, you know, obviously, and it's a platform that people think, people think that it, there's no people that are actually going to buy on that platform. So talk a little bit about right. that and I'll let you. Do that right. right. So um, the, I'll, I'll, I'll say the in-between between doing kind of these sure. very static, you know, evergreen videos to then being on TikTok and doing that kind of content. Um, the in-between was then also building out a library on YouTube of here, you know, here are mortgage insurance strategies. Here's how, you know, and keeping them very short and pretty high level. Sure. Um, but those conversations that we as lenders have again and again and again and again, sometimes people want to go deeper or they want to be able to rewatch it so it really sinks in. Sure. And there's just kind of some, I don't know, just kind of some um, authority that bring that, that you can bring to the conversation by then linking a video on YouTube, right? Right. Um, so then I built out a library of those kind of things. You know, how do you pay off your mortgage or how do you remove mortgage insurance? What does it mean? What does debt to income ratio mean? So all those type of questions and then built out the, that library for that purpose, reuse them on um, Facebook, you know, post them as IGTV on Instagram, those kind mm -hmm. of videos. So a little over a year ago, and I, I think I do probably have the distinct advantage of having a teenage daughter um, because, you know, I was yeah. hearing about TikTok and part of that is just kind of the parental, you know, sort of what sandbox are you playing in exactly? So let me understand so I can keep you safe and sure, sure, understand, sure. understand what you're doing. Um, <laughs> had her, you know, just kind of looking over her shoulder, show me what it is and all this kind of stuff. And, and because I do love video, because, um, you know, it's, it's, the platform is actually a pretty good editing tool just by itself, you know? So I think we're sure. always kind of looking for that latest, greatest editing option. And then because you could have music, you could have funny sounds that you could lip sync to. Um, that's what really kind of attracted me to it. So it was about November of 2019. Always 2020 throws me off because I'm thinking last year, but it wasn't right, last year, right. last, last year. There's, there's a big black hole from, from 2020 through the end and we're <laughs> yeah, still like, in it. We're still in it. I've been doing it for about a year, but hang on. How many Thanksgivings ago was that? Yes. Um, so it just started to, to, um, just do kind of some funny things, right? Because a lot of the stuff on TikTok are trends. So mm -hmm. the way I tell pe people is it's kind of like telling a knock-knock joke, but putting your own special spin on it. Right. So there are sort of inside jokes that exist on that platform that don't necessarily transfer elsewhere, but people will find it funny if you take that joke, you put your own spin on it. Um, and I would primarily put a mortgage spin on it. Sure. And then um, started to sprinkle in stuff that wasn't as much sort of the, the joke side of it. And a little bit more really short form, you know, here, 
in, in 60 seconds or less, right? Because that's the length of the video. So you've got to be mm -hmm. damn good to cut it down <laughs> and explain yeah. a concept in less than that. And ideally have it more like around 15 seconds. So I started doing more things from the standpoint of breaking down your credit score in less than 60 seconds. Um, what does PIT I mean? And just those kind of things. And I think it made me better because we deal with complex concepts. We can get a little verbose, right? We'll go into, you know, mortgage-backed securities and Chinese candlesticks and all this kind of stuff. And people's right. eyes glaze over. You don't have yep. that time. <laughs> you got to get well, to the point. <laughs> and it's important. I think it's important to be concise as well, because the reality is a lot of times loan officers get stuck in, in uh, the mechanics. Techno babble is, yes. is really what it's called, right? They, they get stuck in, in all of the complexities of what a mortgage is when the reality is the consumer doesn't know anything about anything, right? right? So if you can, if you can boil down these, these topics into 60 second bites, like that's actually going to be digestible to them. It, it's, it's super powerful because, and that's one thing I try to remind you know, a lot of the LOs we work with is like, stop talking like, as if they know anything about underwriting and processing and post-closing and what's happening with servicing. What is servicing even? Like right? They're like, why would I even care what happens after my loan closes? You know, why, right. why do I even care? Right. Um, so, so the big thing there then um, is also because it is a video only platform, whereas, you know, when you are on, you know, when you're on Instagram or when you're on Facebook, it's a little bit of everything, but, but a lot of times people will be on their scrolling because they're, you know, at their in-laws or whatever the case may be. So they don't necessarily have the sound on. Videos don't always perform as well, even though the platform pushes them out. So mm -hmm. it kind of comes back to that conversation of respect the platform that you're on, right? The content right, needs right. to match the platform. You can't just cut and paste your stuff everywhere because it's not always going to perform. It probably wouldn't work so well on LinkedIn, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, and then, and then I, and then I just started not caring and I did start putting them on LinkedIn and people are yeah. like, Oh my gosh, you're so funny. You know, but well, cause the, re the reality is people are people regardless of the platform. Um, but, but you're right. I mean, you know, some platforms probably won't, you know, work for certain things, right? Exactly. Like is, you know, certain, certain lengths stuff. Exactly. A hundred percent. And, and it comes back to kind of those jokes too. Like, you know, sometimes if you tell an inside joke to a different friend group, they're not going to get it. Right. Um, but I think because it is a video only platform, you know, primarily people are listening with the sound on. Um, and there's just a fair amount of organic engagement. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that I thought was so lovely is people would say, well, what do you mean by that? Or can you talk about this? And so it was that instant feedback on, oh, this is what you want to hear. So this is what you want to hear. So let me create content for what you want to hear, not what I think is important. You know, it, does, is, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what my preferred mortgage insurance strategy is. It matters what you understand and what you want to know about. Right, right. And that's huge because that's um, this idea of uh, customer research is, is huge. And people, people underestimate the power of that because you think you're trying to assume what the consumer wants or, or what your prospect wants. And the reality is a lot of times it's not what you think they want, right? Exactly. So getting direct feedback, especially live feedback like that. Cause even if you put out a survey or something like that, they're not always going to tell you the truth. It's when it's when they're actually put into the position like that. And um, real quick, I know you've, I know you've recently had uh, some some run-ins, some run-ins with some people that were spreading some fraudulent uh, oh. strategies, and so I just I just wanted to to bring you're that up. You're just trying to make you, make me big mad about this. <laughs> Something, you know? Oh, yeah, man. I mean, and that's so like anything else. I mean, it it creates its own community, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I have met some really phenomenal um, lenders, financial advisors, um, people in the auto industry, all that kind of stuff, and. So you do, uh, you know, it's, it's 
clearly a very powerful algorithm, right? So it sorts right. your content according to things that you like and things that your, you know, that your audience likes. Um, and so a lot of our stuff kind of winds up on quote unquote finance TikTok. So, you know, if you engage with finance oriented content, you're going to get more of finance oriented content. Um, sure. so yes, yeah, sometimes there are people that, um, will, will come on there and it's, it's a hundred percent hype, right. Or it's, I mean, it's, it's kind of like the, um, you know, sort of shock jock YouTube videos, like you won't believe what I did to my mother. You yeah, know, kind of yeah, stuff. yeah. Yeah. Um, but doing, but that, wait, there's more, but wait, there's more. Like, comment, subscribe, hit the bell. Um, So (laughs) from that standpoint, then people will get on there and front. I mean, it's basically, it's it's like influencers on any other platform. They're just doing it for the eyeballs, for, you know, the feedback for the wow girl, show me how you did that. And that's all well and good if you're selling like a skinny tee or you're posing on a, you know, fake airplane set on Instagram or something like that. But when you're talking about money and particularly in something that's so regulated, and I think as an industry of people who are, who take pride in the work that they do, um, and we have to do all of our CE hours around ethics and, and, you know, legal things, it can be very frustrating to have misinformation spread because we're then winding up with dealing with the fallout of that, of, no, I'm sorry, you cannot purchase an investment property with FHA. Right, right. So sometimes right. it's kind unless, of a disinformation camp. Unless, unless it's a two to four unit, right? And you do it the right way. But exactly. uh, but, but, but we nobody all wants know. to hear that. We all want the right, like right. Right. But you know, and, and ultimately let's let's so I love that. Um, because again, I, I know you've you've kind of uh, had had you know called them out a little bit and, and, and been right. able to position yourself in a good way, right? It's not you didn't really do it in a bad way. It was just kind of like, hey, here's here's how why this isn't right. Um right. And I love this. And the next thing that I kind of wanted to hit on was, are, are the, is the type of content that you put out there geared towards a specific demographic? Is it consumers? Is it realtors? Is it financial advisors? Or what's sort of your your bucket? Or is it everything? Um, I always feel like I have a specific I have a specific person in mind when I'm creating content, mm-hmm. right? Like, if I just did one on which credit score gets used. So it's really you know, to that first time home buyer of, look, it's not, it's, first of all, it's not your credit karma score. Second of right. all, it's a middle score. Well, uh-huh. which model is it? And that kind of thing. So it'd be like, if I was explaining to my niece, who's buying her first house. Right. Sure. And then other stuff, sometimes it's for, sometimes it is inside jokes for lenders from the standpoint of, you know, it is your underwriter asking how many times did you run to you? Well, that's how many times it took to get an accept, right. you know? So, so sometimes it's kind of industry stuff. Most of the time it's more for the first time home buyer to even, you know, more advanced mortgage strategies, just because those are the clients that I really vibe with. Like this is sure. really more than just rate and how low of a down payment can I make? It's how can I use my mortgage as a financial vehicle to help achieve different goals? What's the strategy around it versus just the means to an end to get a house? Sure, sure, sure. That's awesome. And so, so the majority of the content it sounds like is geared towards the consumer. Um, would you say that you've been able to attract realtors and, and agents and people that are referral partners because of this content, even though it's not geared towards them? Um, yes, but I feel like that that's translated better on things like um, Facebook and Instagram. Okay. Um, because so like cross posting this stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Just because they'll see it and they're like, oh, like you're not posting the same flyer that's cut off on the tops and bottom, like seven other lenders that I saw that rates are going up or, uh, yes. you know, conventional loan limits are raised or whatever. So again, it's sometimes there's just sheer value in doing something different. And that, and that's huge. And that's huge yeah. to, to talk about as well is, uh, being a little bit different is always going to stand out. And I think video is the one way that you can showcase being different too, mm-hmm. right. Is, 
you know, there's no other medium that gets as, as raw as video um, because it's just like, you know, and I, I do a lot of organic content written um, and it's, it's hard. Like it, that was hard initially. And, and so now I need to develop the video muscle a little bit more, uh, especially live stuff, but it's, it's huge. And, and so what would you tell someone that wants to get into video? What would you tell someone that wants to get into video really? Um, don't feel like you need to do everything all at once. Um, be and be willing to suck at it so you can become great at it. Because I think that well, that's the hard part is that somebody will put up a video and nobody will respond or like your mom and your best friend from college and three randos will like it. And you're like, oh, I'm a failure. But that's, but that's also the beauty of it, isn't it? Though? Yeah. Like who's paying attention? Who cares? Right. So you can put out bad content. The only people that are liking it are the people that love you. And it's like, cool. Like, it doesn't matter. That's, not, that's not who this is for anyway. Right. That's right. right. So that is, that is the beauty of, of, uh, of not having an audience and stuff like that is being able to put out bad content and know that you're going to suck at it at first. Right. Uh, but over time, you know, you'll, you'll become good at that. And that's, and that's at the point. Um, that's kind of where I feel like my, where TikTok is for me right now is it's kind of like a content lab. Mm-hmm. Right. So I post at this point, I post twice daily, which sounds 100% Whoa. excessive. Um, yeah. But I've gotten really good at content batching. So it doesn't take me that long to create it. And because mm-hmm. on that platform, that is you, because there's so many videos, you just, it's kind of like fishing. You have to, the more you cast, the more you're going to be able to, you know, the more often the bait's going to catch, right? So if and you also probably don't know which videos are going to hit the best too, right? So I'm, exactly. sure, I'm sure some will go more viral than others. And so those are what's going to drive them back into the other content, right? Is that that's how right. That and so that's, I don't know, TikTok. So. It, well, no, 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 you're totally right. And so okay. what that is, is that sometimes that's just the platform, right? Like the mm-hmm. algorithm has changed. And so they're not pushing out your content as much or the first 50 people that saw it, it just didn't engage with them. So it just didn't get pushed out to more people. Mm-hmm. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's timing, sometimes that's content. It's it's not exact feedback. I mean, there are a lot of great analytics, but there's a lot of kind of gut feel on, mm-hmm. on how things perform. So I look at it sort of like my content lab because it's where I can experiment because there's so many videos that if it's just a flop, who cares? Who cares? Just, if right. it's really bad, just delete it. Like right. who cares? Um, and then the stuff that performs really well, then that's what I reshare primarily on Instagram. And there's all these other strategies around how to do that because now Instagram's caught on. A lot of people are just repurposing their TikToks and then some on Facebook and then some on LinkedIn. But it just gives me an, an opportunity. It's kind of like my bullpen. I can just warm it up there and see how it's doing. Sure. And then I can decide if I want, you know, what what resonated. Do you ever expand on some of that stuff? Uh, like, let's just say you have something that went super viral. Do you ever expand and do a longer video on Facebook or something like that? So the thing that I really do love um, about TikTok is it will, if somebody has a question, you can reply to their question with a video. Oh, and so then what happens, like, for example, what I'm doing right now is I'm doing a, um, a campaign on the ABCs of mortgage. And so what I can do is I can go in and I can reply to one of my own comments. And it basically creates just this little daisy chain all the way back. So um, one video that I had go very viral was talking about building new construction and all Mm -hmm. it was like the house, the house that I'm in, we built. So I was going back to the pictures and videos that I had and said, this is what happens first. It's foundation. So sometimes it's really basic stuff that we take for granted that people don't know. Um, And that went viral. And then somebody had a question, well, what happens if you have your own land? So I just did a very off the cuff, literally sitting out in the yard with my dogs running around, um, responding to that question. And that performed even better than the first video. Oh, that, so, so did you use that as a response, but then also posted it as a, as a main video or how does that it, work? It all, it, if you, if you respond to a video, then that is like a brand new video. 
Oh, wow. Okay. And so then what happens is somebody sees that you responded to a video and they're like, oh, well, this is kind of interesting. Well, what was the original video? And so it can mm. kind of cascade back, you know, sometimes three, four or more um, if you're just responding to video or if you're responding to comments. Sure. Sorry. These might be some basic questions. I just clearly no, don't use I love TikTok, it. I think, so. I think it's, no, listen, I can talk about it all day because it's, it's had a noticeable diff- impact on my business for sure. 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 And I know you mentioned earlier today, you know, you, you've been uh, uh, 15 states you're, you're licensed in. And I think mm-hmm. that's attributed partially to this growth within the TikTok uh, community, correct? Right. Because again, um, it's not as, um, I think people are so hungry for accurate information. They don't care that you're not quote unquote, the local lender. Because you are local to them. You're the mayor of their community because you're the mayor, you're the expert on their feed. Sure. So why would they care if you can help them where they are? Why would they care where you live? It's about, it's about the client anyway. Um, So because of that, because I've gotten um, requests in so many States, you know, just within the last, probably the last six months, I added, I've added a total of nine States, 10 States, um, just to be able to, to serve more clients. That's, that's amazing. So, uh, all right. So just wrapping up real quick, what would be one tip that you would give to, uh, loan officers that are trying to, um, basically just what's one tip, what's one tip that you would want to leave with loan officers? Um, don't be afraid to be yourself on social media. Um, and even beyond, don't be afraid to be yourself. You should be yourself and whatever Mm -hmm. medium that is, if that's, I mean, you do a beautiful job in your posts, um, I don't write like you. I math, um, so I don't write like you. Um, but if that's if that's you know posts like you like you write, if that's um, video, if that's video on Instagram, or if that's video on TikTok or whatever, find some other lenders, find some other people that are in your field, follow them, see what they do, reach out to them. Most of us are fine to collaborate and all and 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 do all of that. And then start creating, just start mm-hmm. creating. Because if you, if you don't create, and if you don't put that message out there, people can't see who you, you know, they can't see the real you. And if they can't, if they, um, what's our friend Eric say, basically, like, if they don't know you, they can't flow you, you know, like if right, they don't right, know who yeah. you are, you know, then they don't necessarily, why, why should they work with you over whoever else at the end of a telephone line? Right, right. Well, and exa- exactly. And, and it's funny that you said, like, you know, how I write and, and people ask me they're like, well, how do you write so well? And I'm like, well, I've just been doing it. I sucked at first. It was really bad. Like, you know, I, I cringe at some of my old posts that I used to post and, oh, and that's what Facebook memories is for is to, yeah, is to it's the best. how far we've come. <laughs> it's the best to just to see the things I was, you know, even like humble bragging about like two, three years ago and how far we've come. It's just, it's incredible to see the growth, but it, it does take time consistency. And so, you know, for anybody who does want to get into video, obviously, um, Rebecca's the, I would say one of the, the leading experts, at least in the mortgage field, because, you. Uh, you know, we know this, this field is uh, pretty backwards as far as a lot of things go, or not backwards, just really slow to, to, to take on things. And so, yeah. you know, just, just being yourself on video is huge. And so if you're a loan officer, just start doing some videos, start, start using organic marketing to, to grow your business. Because in my opinion, that's one of the best ways to showcase uh, who you are, um, and, and create a personal brand again. I mean, going back to what we talked about earlier is, you know, brand yourself because that's, that's who you're trying to feed, right? You're trying to feed right. your family. Uh, but you're also trying to showcase like what you are and what you're about. Your business doesn't do that there, you know, unless obviously you're the business owner, then we can, you know, maybe differentiate there. But, right. uh, if you're just a, a loan officer working for someone, then, uh, yeah. definitely brand yourself. So thank you so much, Rebecca. This My has pleasure. been an awesome, uh, awesome whatever show here. And so I'm so, so glad you came on and um, yeah. So thank you so much and have a great day guys. All right. Thanks. Thank you for tuning into the loans on demand podcast on loans on demand podcast.com.
the Loans on the Man podcast.